0: Greetings, gamers, and welcome to the Board Geek Board Games Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Brandon. And I'm Logan. Today's episode is the third and final part to
1: our Homebrew mini series. That's right, and today we are discussing Homebrew as it relates to games you can make yourself, or expansions for games you, you can make yourself. So let's get into
2: that. So Homebrew DIY.
0: Yeah, so um, I have this one that I really, really like. And um, the reason I made it as a preface
1: is I used to Practice. run the... D- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> how dare you? I feel like I prefer face pre, but... Anyway. I don't like Get that out. either. Get out.
0: I don't like either of you. Um,
2: preface. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Is that I used to run D&D campaigns, very, very casual campaigns, um, but people had never played before. They'd never played any sort of role playing yeah. at all. And um, the issue with that was that they didn't know how to assume a role. They didn't mm-hmm. know how to be a different person than who they were. Yeah. They knew I want blank to happen, but they didn't know how to act that out. So I made a game, which is a take on a old theater practice called everyone is John. And um, I believe we had mentioned it briefly in a different episode. If not, the idea is everyone is controlling the same person that person is going to fall asleep in some capacity and it's going to let someone else take control. Each person will have their own individual agenda and abilities associated to their personality. Um, I made this using flashcards with colored marker to signify the different types of decks there were. Index cards. You are correct. They are <laughs> actually index cards. Um, you get this one. That one is actually 100% correct. Um, and so... I had like a skill deck, I had a goals deck, which would be their agenda. I guess I should rename that to agendas. Um, And the idea was give them enough direction that they know what they're working towards, but enough freedom that they can do whatever they want. So in this game, I used a D6 system where you succeeded only on a 6. However, if you could broadly apply one of your uh, skills that you had before you, um, I would allow you to succeed on the three and up, drastically increasing your chances of doing what right. you're doing. Um, but because they had to apply those skills in weird ways and creative ways, it made them think and act out what they were going to do. If they wanted to get into the third floor of a building, but they had archery, they're like, oh, I shoot an arrow with a rope attached to it to get up to the top. And if they succeeded, I would let them do that. Because it's not about, oh, does this, this make sense? Right. It's about how rewarding people for thinking outside mm-hmm. the box, thinking within character, and thinking about ways that they would do something while having these certain skills. Yeah. So then they can go later into a and d game and go, well, I'm a rogue. How would a rogue approach this goal? Mm-hmm. Because even though a rogue and a barbarian may have the same goal in mind, they're going to go about it drastically
2: like different, different mm-hmm. ways. I mean, I think that brings up a good point generally. of Nat 20 for a rogue on stealth. Is a whole lot different than a nat 20 and a paladin and armor on stealth. yep yeah like the number is the same but it means something different per person the way they can do it i'm the, so the...
1: hungry <laughs> <laughs> i hung up a burger heretic burger <laughs> i'm so hungry
2: That's <laughs> uh, like the the dice per person is the same number but the way they execute it is different. Very different. And yeah. I think if people don't understand that in a lot of games that they can think outside the box and explain how they want to do something, and I can just make it better. Yeah. So I, I, I totally see how that game can help. Yeah, it's great.
0: It cost me nothing. Um, mm-hmm. It was just resources I had on hand, and I've had hours, of- d- dozens of hours worth of entertainment done with multiple pods of people.
2: Oh,
1: we used to use it all the time before my campaign to like get everybody it's mm-hmm. like okay let's get everybody into the role play attitude. And I used to get it because I was the DM, so I didn't get to play a lot. And this was a time it's like oh I get to be on the other side of the screen. Yeah. It was
2: fun for me, you know. I had a similar thing that I've I've done. Um, it wasn't to get them into role playing, but it was to help to teach people uh, Dungeons and Dragons because okay. my thing was I started playing and there weren't a lot of people who know how to play. So I was like, fine, I'm going to teach these people to play. Yep. So I have a play group. Um. And so what it is is I love Munchkin. I have almost all the expansions. So what it is I pulled a lot of the cards from Munchkin and I used those because they're pretty much the D&D races and classes. Yeah, And that's how I taught them. Instead of making them go through the rules of building a character and doing all of that um, because that comes later, I wanted to get them interested in the game. Right. I would let them draw cards. I would give them their race, their class, and starting items. Um, And I kind of modified them a bit so it's not just – all armor because a lot of what you get in, in munchkin is, is armor. armor bonuses okay. so i kind of like modified them a bit and had like tape over them to write new stuff but that's how i got them learning about the the mechanics and everything right and it was just kind of like rng based to get them playing and it was just standard like D stuff but we were using like the just the munchkin cards pretty much uh f- so for me I, I had an after school program right and
1: uh, there was there, like we were getting we we're getting stuff like because originally it used to be my preschool pro my preschool kids and they're like hey we're opening up the after school you're gonna take that so I didn't have like stuff for my older kids and they get bored really quick yeah and you know I was like well you know like well what do we do we don't want to play Candyland I'm like right, that's fair uh, and I remembered there's a book called Revenge of uh, Darth Paper Strikes Back that's what it's called it's in the origami, origami Yoda. in the origami yes. Yoda series. And one of the plot points of the book is, like, they're not able to, like, play on the computers, and their teacher teaches them this game where you draw, like, TIE fighters and X-wings, and you would flick a pencil, and it'd move, and then you show, like, that's their new thing, or if you collide. And so I taught them that game, and they went, oh, that's really cool. And it got my, like, gears turned. like, well, what if I had more ships? And I so I did. I actually have them here. So he's
0: presenting some uh flash cards, yeah. one might say.
1: Yeah, yeah, flash cards. Uh and then I gave them like special rules like so I made like the Nabo Starfighter can move twice or shoot once. Yeah. So if you move and don't hit anything, you could move again. Or if you hit something, it's like, okay, well, that's it. And then I gave them points. So it's like, okay, you get 10 points, you're allowed, you know, a total of a five ships. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they loved it. The, you know, because now they're thinking like, oh well, I like this ship and I like this combo of things. Um it was just fun. It's like I only needed pencil and a piece of paper yeah. and somebody else to play with. And that was yeah. fun. And the imagination. Yeah. Um, and So going back to
0: the D&D aspect, um, I made a very ref- – because like, I like D&D, but I like playing it not by the book. Yeah. I'm very much like I like the concept of having fun and role-playing and all that. Right. And so uh, I made a zombie D&D campaign. Um, but for that one, I had predetermined character cards that you could choose from to be your person right. that had its own backstory. Um, but you would give it its name. So you would have the uniqueness of this is my person. Right. Um, but they would have pre-selected stats that made sense. So like if you mm-hmm. were a librarian, uh, you had a really high intelligence, but really low strength. You weren't. Yeah. You
1: were great
2: at yeah. like problem solving. So similar to at. how a lot of like uh, pre-con one shots work. Yes. Yeah. And okay.
0: so that is very comparable. And um, the way I had the campaign done is I had the DM book, And every location had a goal when you got there. Um, I had a map that was kind of like a a wheel on a wagon. There was like a central point, which was the central city. And you can go out a bunch of different ways, but you would eventually have to go back to the central city to go other places. Mm -hmm. Or you would have to go on the outer ring of the city on the highway to get back in. Uh, The main goal was to leave the city before a nuke went off. Um, And what the DM book had was a list of times, because it would be like, oh, it takes like, 30 minutes to get from point to point. Right. And so at each 30 minute mark, it had at this location, something's going to happen. Event and a if happens. You, if you weren't there for it, when you go back to it, you would check your date log, your, your time log and say, Oh, there was a big gunfight here. And you use that to explain what the scenario is when you get there. Oh. So it had the replayability, which I know a bit of spoilers because you guys haven't played it yet. Um, yeah. But that meant that if you went there in a different order than the previous run, um, you can get there, and the shop is still alive. You can interact <laughs> right. with them, and if you're there at the time that they get uh, held up by a gang, yeah, then you're there during the gunfight. Otherwise, you show up, and there's a bunch of dead bodies to loot and stuff like that. It's a totally different scene, right? Because mm-hmm. the world keeps going on regardless of what you guys do. So yeah.
1: it, it treats in like the the like a a branching like narrative in like a video game, right? Like
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: so I made it very much
0: like the Dead Rising video games, Yeah, the original. games. Okay. the newer ones were kind of garbage. But um the original one when you're in the mall, right. the w- events happen in certain locations of the mall at certain times regardless of where you are because you're just there. You're not the main character. Right. Um and so you're that one You're just a character. Yeah, you're just a character. That one I uh, found images online, printed off to tip- pasted to um note cards mm-hmm. and I made the character sheets with uh I want to say paint, um, free program, if not GIMP.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Also um, oh, a free program.
0: Yeah, another free program. And so I just printed them off, and I put them in lamination sheets so that you can dry erase on them so that when you took damage, when you put on armor, stuff like that, you can signify that without damaging the original sheet. Mm-hmm. um, And fully reusable, fully repurposable. And I've had it for years. I'm probably going to remake it because they've gotten kind of sun worn Yeah tore up in corners and stuff like that but completely free full campaign experience if you have the time and effort to put into it right yeah if you have the resources put into it it's not free if you have to go buy mm-hmm. the lamination sheets or if you have to go buy the the flashcards in, in theory free yes in, in
2: theory free ideally um, a lot less than buying an official yeah, set of for something. sure uh, I think I mean you don't really even have to know D&D to know the basic rules it's just common knowledge it's high number good low number bad right. you're not going to use um strength three to read a book but you <laughs> could use intelligence to open a door right, right. like it, as long as you just keep that kind of stuff you can just kind of make any game you want mm-hmm. uh, especially in the role-playing situation yeah
0: very, it was it's a blast i don't get to play it often because it does take a lot of time mm-hmm. um and it does function as a one-shot so you kind of want things to kind of all mm-hmm. go at once
2: um but anyway right i'd like to circle back to brandon in the the paper pencil game because i also had a, a paper pencil game right um i also didn't create it i just ended up making like the core rule book for it because i was annoyed at people yeah it's, it's um, like it's like i i need yeah, a way so,
1: to so i can teach somebody yeah. who's not read the book right Yeah. so what it
2: was is um, in like elementary school, you got your school supply list. Your mom buys you graph paper. You right. never use graph paper. What is that even for? <laughs> so why I used it once in math, right? But so we nice. have these great graph paper, paper airplanes. Yeah. So what we it, did is it was like Battleship, esque. Um, except it was you draw an army, and then you like make a dot of where your guy is shooting, and then you fold the paper and you mark where the bullet lands. Okay um and all the different units have different ways they can move bullets some of them you do have to like flick a pencil and then you fold the paper and you mark a dot on the other side oh, and okay. if they hit a unit that unit dies right. so there's some like strategy skill in the the mirror essence of folding the paper to market um right but it was just a lot of like similar pencil flicking for bullets flying and and moving people i like and that having though. like a, a base yeah and it's, it's really fun but annoying because people would always make up and they're like oh i have a flamethrower guy oh i have a sniper guy and i'm like where are you making up these things from like yeah. we all just had stick people with guns and now there's like twenty different types of guns. So then I ended up going in war, and making a and war making never a whole, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just made like a standardized list of everyone. Oh yeah, well I have a
1: Cold War dude Yeah. <laughs> well it's that thing, right? It's like it's like here's a standard list like I did with yeah. mine. It's like, you know, the the TIE Fighter and the X Wing are your base, like mm. one point.
0: My dad works at Nintendo, mm-hmm. so he knows everything about stick figures. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um But it's it's that thing too. If it's like it codifies the rules, so you can then teach people. Yeah, and that's just it's just not you know a playground game of well, I have this. You
2: know, no red is base. Well, now yellow is base.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's why you know. uh,
0: uh, What other games have I made? Oh, so there's a great board game, official board game, called Plague Inc. Okay, and an app. It's based on the app. Yes. Um, for the longest time. (laughs) um my friend at the time still my friend but i don't get to hang out with her often because she moved away um jasmine we would play this game religiously we loved it right
2: we loved it
0: um no expansions came out for like the whole first year of this game yep. existing
2: okay so favorite plague like not including the expansion like dlc versions like the vampire the werewolf right. or the whatever's else they have like the standard plagues which one was your favorite and why if you, if you know. are you
0: referring to the app yeah, like the original. What was it? Six. I don't. I, I was really like <laughs> the fungus. Okay. Because it had fungal spores, which could sprout up in countries that you weren't infected in. So I can work on getting it everywhere else, mm-hmm. and then in those trouble countries that close their borders, I can do like a fungal spore and yeah. get into them. So okay. I like that a
2: lot. Uh now I'm not sure. Was the tapeworms an expansion? Um, I don't remember the parasite worms. No, I don't think so. Okay, That one was my favorite. I didn't think that because one was Because it of the was GSTs. the uh, bioweapon, yeah, vampires,
0: zombies, simian flu, that's Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, okay. so yeah, the the little parasite worms were my favorite because they can latch on your brain. um and similar to how you can get the fungus in closed countries, you can compel your hosts to go to the country you oh, wanted them to go to. I see. Um so um, bacteria was always really good too. Yeah, just resilient. Yeah. I Brandon's gone. like, I, I was I got good. to the
1: I got <laughs> to the fungus and then could never unlock <laughs> anything else. Where I know, okay, this is whatever. I bought it for the switch because it was on sale. I'm like, oh right. I, I have suck. it on the computer and <laughs> uh, it's so different. Uh and I was like, it has all the uh, DLC stuff. I'm, like, I'm just going to play Vampires because I suck at this game. I just want to have fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: the zombies was really good. I like
2: that part, too. Oh. You get hunted by the people.
0: Um, what I liked about the zombie one...
2: Oh, yeah, because the vampire had like a home base, right? Yep, so you could get hunted by the the Pope, pretty much. Yeah. But you could also fly him around as bad. Yep. That's crazy. I like
0: but- to imagine that my Pope was abridged. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that knows that
0: reference.
1: Yeah. Um, but so you pl- uh, made basically an expansion yes, for so the game, right? so for the
0: whole first year, nothing. We weren't sure there was going to be anything, and a lot of board games don't end up getting expansions, right. especially when they're major corporations. Um, and so we made, based on the app, uh, a few expansions, and they ended up making a fungal expansion after that that worked almost identically oh. to the one that we made. And we're like... Super upset because we're like we could have made money on Should've this idea. You. <laughs> oh, and it was, in my opinion, ours worked better. Um, but it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Uh, I'm we're just so, so
1: hungry the, for the listeners. I, Logan doesn't feed us till we do a good job. <laughs> 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 we're not allowed to leave the recording. No, this do is our again. this is our fifth
2: take because we're so hungry. I'm so
1: hungry. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> Um
0: So like the expansion was basically identical. Yeah. And we made it all pen and paper and we kept it in the box with us. And the way it worked in that game is the the virus you played had different abilities rem- yeah. and mm-hmm. slots that would get covered up and that's how you lost your abilities. And I think ours was balanced
1: better. Um but that's debatable. Right. Uh speaking of like official was, like, originally officially supported, and then the community, like, I guess, DLC expansion, uh, the Transformers bo- uh, card game. Yes. Mm-hmm. WotC released it, dropped it, you know, and then went, oh, nobody's buying this. We're not seeing a big scene. It's like, well, you released it, like, right before the pandemic, you know, and then did nothing to support it. Like we said, there was no, like, advertising, no talking about it. Uh The community came together and went, well, we want to, we liked this game. And started making their own fan made expansions. They released uh characters everybody'd been wanting, you know. They did a version of Unicron, who's the giant uh evil planet. Okay. Yep.
0: And I'm like, yes and that one already used the star system. So, yeah, yeah, so they... being able to have these kind of player made expansions, you can balance them as needed. Yep. I also heard um, I believe from you that they're balancing them as they go.
1: Yep, they ba- they they will be like, Hey, we goofed, that was way too powerful. We're here's the errata. Uh second thing they also do is they have a ban list. So they, the fans are doing it better. Yeah, the fans are the doing fans it. Fans
0: care more. That's mm. the ultimate thing yep. here.
1: They they really do. And I I I finally looked through it and I was super psyched about a lot of them cuz it's like, oh, I know that character. Oh, that's a fun character. Oh.
0: But you the fans get fed.
1: But like one of them is they did uh so in season 3, this is after so 1984, they had the movie, right? Right. Optimus dies at the end of the movie. Spoilers. It's 20 years. It's been 30 years. Listen. 60, so was it 83? Uh, 84. Actually, no. The movie came out in 85. That's 40 years ago, Brandon. Uh, okay. I watched it as a kid. Not, <laughs> I'm not, not that old. I should say I found it at. Okay. I watched it in theaters when I was six okay. years old. <laughs> okay. Right here, I though. saw the original trilogy. Uh, I liked Transformers as a kid. Our local video s- rental store had the 84 TV show. Yeah. And I watched it. Loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And going further, I found the movie. I'm like, oh hey mom, can I read the movie? <laughs> she said, sure. Six-year-old me was so traumatized. This is not this, this is not happening. Yeah, this is not happening. <laughs> Optimus died. Uh Prowl dies super like graphically. Like they shoot, okay, uh the Decepticons burst into the shuttle. Uh you hear Bron go, Decepticons, and uh Megatron transforms into a gun and says, Die Autobots, and then he just starts blasting people. Oh. Uh when Proud dies, his like he smokes out of his mouth and his eyes. So in season three, which is after the movie, they visit this mausoleum and they find Optimus Prime has been resurrected. Turns out he was resurrected by the Quintessons as a zombie. And my brother has told me he's like that episode messed with me because oh here's Optimus Prime he's a zombie now yeah <laughs> you know and they made that a character in the the TCG for the, the fans it's like right and it ties in with the actual lore yeah uh, and that was one of those things I'm like. Y'all took the time because you know these are iconic characters that Watsy would never have bothered with, mm-hmm. right? Like iconic I don't even characters. Know Watsy
0: and... knows it. Yeah, that's Did a they whole watch through content.
1: Probably no. not. But yeah. You know, no. <laughs> so, like I told my brother, it's like, oh, you get to relive your childhood trauma as a
2: collectible TCG card. You know. I mean, I think generally that brings up a good point. Especially like a lot of trading card games, it's a lot of them are so collectible now. Yeah, but there's also so many places out there to let you. Print your own card. You can just print them on paper. Right. You can go through. I'm also, finding a place that is like a dollar a card, and you can print <laughs> custom art and stuff. Yep. Um, and they're made to be proxies. Okay. Bootlegging yep. is is not okay. You can't try to resell those or bring them to an official tournament. But if you're just playing with your friends, like uh, print them on paper. Uh, yeah. For my cube, uh, because I'm not because pay- like the cube is a, a
1: commons and uncommons, right? Mm-hmm. But I need better lands than the, what commons and uncommons yeah. provide.
2: I, you don't want the $800 Taiga. But gonna... I don't
1: want to pay $800 for a Taiga. I'm like, well, here's some proxies to fill it. And it helped the cube yeah. yeah. tremendously. Like, having the fetches and the original rules.
2: It's very strange
0: going an uncommon cube and pulling a $500 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember
1: the first time I did it, and uh, Tyler's like, wait, there's Taiga in <laughs> <laughs> Um To be clear,
0: the whole cycle's in there. It's not the just whole the Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Taiga um, and
1: uh, the, the whole the whole bang.
0: But when it comes to proxies... I have now, because I don't buy packs anymore, mm-hmm. this will tie into a previous episode, um, but I also don't even want to buy singles anymore. I just some of so overpriced. Yeah, yeah I just, and I'm not sure I do like mm-hmm. it. Like I'll just, build yeah, a deck, like, and I'm oh, like, I don't, I don't even know.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I'll play it. I don't know if it'll be any good in here, but it's an $80 investment. Like, $80 whereas. is generous. <laughs> I mean, you could print it on paper or do a $1 proxy on like, the nice cardboard mm-hmm. with the art and stuff. So
0: for me, I printed on paper mm-hmm. just flat paper, and I just put them over lands, um, so my decks are a little bigger. Um, but is, it let me test like Bess yeah. and draw mill and stuff like I mean, that.
2: That's what like I did in middle school. Like but I couldn't afford demonic tutor, but with like but yeah. paper,
1: but with like <laughs> proxies and three D printers, you're able to make game pieces that fit yeah. within the your 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 game you're already uh, adding. I to. I mean, I
0: intend on making you um, landscape for some of your any. Yes, anything, uh, anyway, you, you we talked
1: about like. For both Warhammer and, and uh, uh, Heroscape. Heroscape, mm-hmm. yes. That's Which, uh, Heroscape also has a bunch of fan stuff done after it got dropped. Even though it is getting restarted, the original run had a bunch of fan-made content.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say, in regards to Magic as well, I love, absolutely love looking up online custom-made Magic cards. Yes. So, like, people have gone and made a Commander, and they're uh, like... I like the ones that aren't commanders necessarily, like ones that would yeah. just go in a deck. Uh, but like they make commanders that are like, hey, like some of them are like wet dreams of like, yeah. oh, this card does everything. Mm-hmm. It's the some Mary Some of Sue. them are just
2: like OP. Why?
1: Yeah,
0: they're just the Mary Sue. I really like
1: the ones that are actual cards. like they put a lot. It's like this isn't busted. This it's like I like
0: the ones that are basically
2: uncards. Well,
0: that like make no sense. They're not very good. So it's
2: my favorite one, if I may. I think it's called Jesus on a dinosaur. Oh and it's my favorite only because it has a rule. And it says if if Jesus on a dinosaur or whatever Jesus Jesus Christ whatever the name of the card yeah. is, um, dies. If you play that opponent three days later, you can put him on the battlefield for free. <laughs> That's an uncard. Yeah. It's, if it's if, if fun... he dies, like if we play and yeah. he dies, oh well. I'm gonna challenge you three days later, and yep. he's gonna come out for free.
1: Uh, <laughs> so to talk about that, like I remember my brother and I talking like before we had dinosaurs, like oh, a prehistoric set would be so cool, and our thinking was like, what if they did uh. So, you know how elves usually tap for green? We'll have them tap for colorless because they haven't quite figured out that like connection to the mana yet. You know, have cavemen, you know, then have like (laughs) Vidalcan be like alien because everybody's like, oh, aliens is like, oh, the Vidalcan could be like a, you know, like, like a, like Atlantean kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, and then you can play that thing of dinosaur. Like, and then we got actual dinosaurs and they had vampire conquistors. I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. Vampire conquistors are kind of cool.
0: It is very cool. I don't like what they've done with them, but that's for a previous episode. Yeah. Um, Jesus on a Dinosaur, 15 colorless. Oh, my gosh. Wooberg. So 20 mana. seems Total. Gotcha. Um, Jesus on a Dinosaur costs 15 less to cast if any of your opponents have ever sinned before. <laughs> so it's just five, <laughs> color, five color. One of each. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Uh, yes, five color, one of each. Um, he has double strike, vigilance, lifelink, and protection from all colors, including Satan. <laughs> As a
2: color, yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> um, whenever Jesus on Star a dinosaur choosing, <laughs> would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, you may, and if you play the same opponent three days later, you may start the game with Jesus on a dinosaur. On the field.
1: Wait, does it say if he's put into a graveyard from anywhere? Yes. So fun you fact: can if, exile. if you exile Jesus, he can't come back. Yes. Cool. Good. If you banish yes. him back to heaven, <laughs> if banish him back to heaven. Huh?
2: If you try to bury him in this
0: world, he I gets want to say back he's back n- like yet. Yeah, well, he has double strike, so I guess that makes this a little harder. He's an eight eight. If he was a four eight with double strike, I'm going to reality shift yeah. Jesus because re- <laughs> like in reality he is a wooberg. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He does it. Yeah. Because like. Or if you just put a a pick two at the start, yeah, pick two abilities. Yeah, so get all you get a pick two. But yeah, I just the concept of custom magic cards,
1: Uh and that leads into kind of like the one thing. So your homebrew for like this of adding on, it's because you really love the thing. It could be because you're upset with the thing. It could be because you're uh, because you know it got dropped and you still want it to go on. Uh, For me, like being upset with something is Warhammer. I did not like 10th edition. My yeah. group play group did not like 10th edition, right? So we came together and we went, well, what can we do? And we decided to amalgamate the things we liked from 8th, and 9th, and what we did like from 10th and just make our own rule set. Yeah. Because I don't like... Uh, One-page rules is fine. It's the like alternative, but it still has some of the problems I dislike. Because mm-hmm. uh, for me, I don't like my characters being attached <coughs> to my squads. Like, my characters should be by themselves doing their own thing because yeah. they're a character. Uh, yeah, but tenth edition went no. Now your characters can only be attached to squads, and it's like, okay,
0: cool. okay. Here's a custom magic card I really like. Um, so it is a is it mana? So one mana. Um, and what it is is depending on what you pay is what the card does. Ooh. If blue was spelt uh, was if blue was spent, cast suspicious activity, loot one. Okay. If red was spent to cast suspicious activity, rummage one. Oh, oh cool. I, I don't like know what the, the difference between
2: those are, uh, but so, yes. so
0: loot is draw a card and then discard a card. Okay. Rummage is discard a card and then draw a card. Ah. Oh. So I like that a lot, and I That's think that fun. would be great. Well, first of all, having loot and rummage be actual a keywords. Keywords, yeah. Um, oh, those aren't real keywords? No, it's so an idea. It's words, because usually a card will just say draw a card, then discard a card. Oh, but so, it's considered uh, looting. So
1: the gotcha, community gotcha, because
2: uh, it's named We've made card. our own words because it's such a common phrase. Uh, so well, it's named after an original card.
1: So okay. faithless looting is where you would draw to discard to, and it's the most popular version. So everybody just calls drawing and then discarding looting because of gotcha. And then there's a card called rummaging goblin who would discard a card, draw a card. So it became rummage.
0: Okay. I'm going to commit a rummage. Yep. Um, I'm going to commit arson (laughs) (laughs) but i really like Uh, this concept where it's like it's a one mana card that doesn't do anything crazy right yeah but depending on what you paid into it for that mixed mana it does something fundamentally different insane incredible fundamentally uh, great yep not ever gonna come to the game i'm sure
1: nope
0: (laughs) you know and so it's just like i feel like sometimes players can just do it better
1: yeah no matter what game it is you know, like as I said with the Warhammer thing, like we're we're balancing to, like what we don't like, what we because, uh, another example of thing we're bringing back is an eighth edition Orcs had this rule called Daka Daka Daka, because <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the Orcs thing if you make the sound you shoot more because you know Daka Daka, uh, and so what that rule meant is when you were shooting with an Orc gun if you rolled a six you got an extra die, you, oh. so he's shooting more because he's making the, he's going Daka 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 you know Is six the max uh six six so was, was a D6? yeah so if you uh, and then ninth edition they turned Daka. A, they got rid of the Daka Daka rule and now they are DACA weapons. Which is made oh, oh if you're if you're closer you shoot more. Oh. And that's so Ooh. and like and everybody's like, what? it means you get you're guaranteed more. I'm like part of the fun of playing orcs is the unpredictability of orcs. Yep. I hate this because
0: Call of Duty has done something similar in different yeah. ways of let's make it generally this benefit happens more. Yep. Well, well, why not just make it a fun thing that happens yep. and you're rewarded for it yep mm-hmm. like why have it be so consistent? not everything has to be MLG
1: crazy oh what made competitive D- what made the daCA guns even worse is you want to be close with them right? right but that means you generally want to advance but if you advance because they're not assault weapons you can't shoot them and I was like y'all could' have made them advanced like you, you could have made, made them worse but better yeah you could have just made them been assault guns that give you know the benefit. But no, they can even do that. So, like I said, it's like so. We we're like, no, we want Daka Daka guns back. We want to roll sixes and be like, which is so much fun when you roll like twenty dice. Like, oh, three of them hit because Orcs hits on fives, but four of them were sixes, or you know, yes. Yeah, so now I get extra
0: hits. Yeah, oh, I can. Like, what's some other games I've made myself?
1: That's
2: I mean, hard. I want to. I want to talk about a game that I'm uh, so Hive. I, I don't know yes, if you it. That. That. I, I love play that. Uh, it's. Hexagons, I believe, and you—they're all touching, and they're all bugs, right? Yes. And it's kind of like chess. Each bug has a different type of move it can make. Oh, that's cool. And then cool. you don't want to get checkmated, which is surrounded. Oh. That's cool. Um, if your queen cannot make any movements, she's yes. checkmated. Oh. Yeah, I just bought the the carbon edition, which is black and white. Um And I got you the mini one. Yes. Which has the pill bug expansion. That's I fun. open it up every once in um, a while and just admire it. Yeah, I know. They're just they're such nice pieces. Very delectable. Oh, that's yes.
1: the game. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I've yeah. Seen it's it. in my office. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Like, first,
2: of all, like, first of all, you can 3D print this game. Oh, yeah. Um, If you have the money, yeah, support the, the, the creators and yep. buy the game from them. But it's not really in print anymore. Um, yeah, you can 3D print. It's just hexagons um very you could probably make it yourself and then draw bugs on pieces of paper even you could probably make um, expansion bugs yeah that's what i'm working on i see um, expansion because well first of all my complaint is why is the queen bee the only bee
1: why are there not no workers, workers or soldiers? yeah so
2: i'm, I'm making like worker soldier bees and wasps Oh. oh. figuring out how they go and i Wasp. want the ability like to easier more so kill pieces right because that's not superly really a thing in high. Right. No, it's more of like maneuvering around. Yes, you more like reposition. There's no real piece elimination. Um, so the idea is with like the wasp with conditions, you could kill you could pieces take, because you don't move into that spot, but you can remove it. They can always put it back. But right, you also get that opportunity and stuff like that.
1: Um, speaking of like adding stuff, the Godzilla board game, Ryan. You know, I've talked about trying to make extra Godzilla uh, characters for it. Oh, okay, yeah. You all, said it
2: was just the, the, the just
1: the base four. lizards. It. It's Godzilla, Megalon, Mothra, and Ge- uh I uh, would love to have Ghidorah. Uh Because it doesn't Godzuki. have... Claw <laughs> Clawman, does it? No, uh, G- uh, Gigan? The, Gigan, yeah. Yeah, with the the beak and yeah, the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have Gigan. It doesn't have Anguirus. From space. Does have yep.
2: Godzuki, doesn't have
1: it doesn't have Gizuki, my favorite. It doesn't have Gizuki. It doesn't have Rodan. I watched that TV show. That's what <gasps> uh, ja- i Jaguar. it doesn't have Rodan. No, Mecha Godzilla. And I'm like, really, yeah. Mechagodzilla
2: is more iconic than Godzilla to yeah. a point. Well, so,
1: so the thing is, like, y'all could have made expansions. Isn't that King Kong? No, King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, my favorite who Godzilla. Who else do we got? No King Caesar. Uh, and that's the problem. is like, well, no he makes... got stabbed in the back. I heard. Yeah, that's heard. <laughs> uh, no, Ghidorah. Uh, but so the problem with that is, like, y'all could have made expansions for this game, and like. Mm-hmm. Two pack, characters. I feel like it's
0: sold well enough too. But yeah, maybe it's in. I don't know what it costs for licensing, but I saw everyone I knew had one. Part of the thing
1: when Jamie gives me that uh printer, I'm totally making new characters. I, I want to do that.
0: Um, so did
1: he give you that proposition? Yeah, so you're gonna start, pr- yeah, I'm gonna, you, I, I imagine magic. you're gonna print Warhammer pieces yeah. and stuff. My brother and I have talked, and I'm like he wants to finish out, we'll, I'll help you set it up. We want to do knights and stuff, and knights are like 450, dollars mm-hmm. or like 150, dollars but mm-hmm. well, 400. It depends how much are which-
2: like the
0: 3D
1: print files. You can, there's a lot of them that are uh free free, <laughs> yeah. free plus resin <laughs> resin 99 i mean yeah is resin, printing resin and three printing? yeah Ooh. which because i i which, can't help you set that one up uh, which is wait <laughs> it's uh,
2: much more just plug and play gotcha uh which you works because i do plug. need
1: like a lot of high quality call- i can play kriegers finally listen one of my favorite uh factions is the Deathcore Krieg. creek yes they were, Those are the guys in World War II suits. Yeah, right? uh, and World War One, World War II, like, gas yeah, masks. Yeah, I guess it called. is World War I. Uh, and part of the problem with it is, for a long time, they are Forge World only. That's employees of... So, Forge World is, like, the... They do extra stuff for Games Workshop that aren't part of the main line. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, like, it's more, like, the collector uh, niche. Is it a thing. Disneyland, but for nerds? Uh, No, no, no. I it's guess a, it's Disneyland. Uh, it's, think, like... <laughs> Okay, so in like main forty k, you have your normal marines, right? Forge World would have named characters from books,
0: oh, right. And the Kriegers
1: were part of that, right? Did
0: Forge World do um, the medieval one?
1: They do have stuff for the medieval, like the the for- the uh, it's not what? end times, Age of Sigmar, Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. At least they used to. Now Forge World's gone, and now it's just all one thing because Watsy's or did Watsy collapse
0: it, or did it not? Games so
1: Workshop collapsed it into their main line. They're oh. kind of just getting rid, yeah. Uh, so it's dead. But, anyway, It's gone. Yeah, probably, pretty much. <laughs> Man, I don't want to say it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, on top of already being, like, stupidly expensive for no reason, for meh, sometimes quality. Right. Uh, but, so I couldn't get creators. Now, if I have a printer, I can, like, just print Kriegers. And I can actually play an army I've always wanted to play. You're going to have the um, Watsy brothers show up on your door? Games Workshop? Be like, hey, you can't. Listen, Games Workshop. No, no, no. From, what's it, the coast? What
0: are oh,
2: they? the the. Pinkertons. Yes. Pinkertons. Yeah. Pinkertons. Pinkertons, Open up. I'm like, what's wrong? The Freemasons? You (laughs) want to talk about them? They're on the dollar bill. But yeah.
1: So, like, it just, like, your homebrew thing, like I said, it just comes down to Mm -hmm. you just, you love the game and want to add to it. The company no longer supports the game and you want to keep it going. Or you're very upset with the direction the company has taken it and you Mm -hmm. want to ring it back into how you enjoyed it and have fun. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like a big release. It could just be
2: like you and a, your playgroup. Yeah. I mean like same thing with like the DIY. You can make your own game based off another game yep. just by like reskinning it. Like yep. Yep. there's so many skins of games out there. Like there's Uno for you, Monopoly for you, there's all this stuff. Yep. But if you want to play like Spot It, if you've ever played that game. Is that like Ice Uh there's like so you get a there's like it's kind of hard to DIY, you'd kind of have to base it off of a, an existing copy you have to make sure right. all the numbers match up. But you get a plate like a little circle with like six images on it. every card will have at least one matching image with another card. Oh, and then okay. you flip a card and you have to find your matching item first. call it and then you like collect the card. it's a point. Gotcha. I Let's can see. I can bring it and show you its it's really simple, but it's like yeah. easier to see. I want it here right now in this room. <laughs> um, um. you're not being fed, so
1: but yeah <laughs> oh. uh. Oh, King of Tokyo has fan-made expansions, too. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have
0: all the normal expansions.
1: I don't think <laughs> you need to start buying fan-made. Because uh, what they did is some of the monsters didn't get cards, mm-hmm. right? They didn't get evolution cards, so people made evolution decks for them, so you could actually play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what game Well, what
2: it? I like about King of Tokyo, the like homebrew that I've seen, is uh, custom rules for more than six players. Ooh. Um, additions up to ten. How, how does that... Um, oh, I don't remember all of third island. It. No, it was still with the two islands, Um, still the same amount of dice. It was just like um, you you get a point for each round in Tokyo you sit, but right. you don't get any points for entering. So if I survive through your turn, I get a point. Um, oh, so and you that still get the... incentivizes, because I'm not going to survive, eight people going right. before That's I die. Because if everyone rolls one paw, I'm dead. So it incentivizes yeah. people to roll more paws to try to force people out. And then you play rich, you're like, oh, if I don't die here, I can gain another point if I survive to the end of their turn. Ooh, so you go okay. through those cycles like of trying to live. Um, and there there are some other rules like that, um, things like that that change how that works just to make it better. Right. And and like more balanced for having more people. Because I love games, but so many times I'll sit down, we'll be going into a game, and then somebody will walk in. I'm all yeah. like, oh, no, I, I, it's like I can't support the, the <laughs> like. There's the not group an extra players. so it's like, oh, who's gonna sit out or, or do we have enough to do two versions of the game? Like, can we run two different pods, um, stuff like that? It's just...
1: uh, I ran a game. Uh, so this YouTube channel I watch made a version of Warhammer. They called Horde Mode, and it was basically thing like you're zombies, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, and it's the idea of you're working as a team. We had five people, and it's it's usually only for four. It's like, well, I'll run the horde, so it's a lot easier. You know, we don't have to have be like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, well, somebody has to. It's like we had to figure out who's rolling the dice. It's like, no, that's just my job, and it's you four against the horde, and I just run the AI and the dice table, mm-hmm. and that that's worked. Fun. Yeah, and it worked out really great. Um,
0: but straight away from like rule adjustments, uh, I think it's just important that people know if you have a game that you really like, but it hasn't gotten the love you wish it did. You can give it love. You can give it love. And share that. People yeah, That's love what Jasmine that. like with the play. That's Inc- what Reddit is for. Yeah, yeah the Plague Inc. Jasmine and I loved the game. Yeah. And it was mainly me and Jasmine that played it, but we loved it so much that we together sat down and shot ideas back and forth yep. and said, <laughs> and said, um, hey, would this work? Oh no, I think that's a little strong. And then we mm-hmm. play tested it and then we adjusted it and then we play tested it and we adjusted it and we finally got them where we wanted them. Only to have them release the
2: expansion. I mean, that's the thing. You can make up any rule you want and add whatever OP thing you want to a game. That's not fun. You can also keep it balanced and give it the attributes you wish it had. Yep. Yeah. Like some of my favorite, um, kind of going back to the other homebrew episode with D and D is like siege tactics and doing large warfare. All these one-on-one fights, one-on-an-army fight is a whole lot different.
1: Yep. Yeah, and that's that's just that's where it is. You know, mm-hmm. you just gotta.
2: And then, like, if you can't afford the game piece, you can make it yourself. Like yeah. Hive, you can just cut out hexagons and draw bugs on them. And if you Paid, find the rules somewhere, the you just like need... the Star Wars game. Yeah. You just need...
1: yeah. Like,
0: here's another one. Here we go. Life in the fast lane. I feel like it's way too cheap. It's one. Red. This is for reference. This is another custom magic made card. Custom magic card. <laughs> uh, enchantment. You cannot cast this card unless you control a vehicle. Creatures you control have haste. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of your end step, if you control no vehicles, sacrifice this card.
2: Ooh. Yeah, it's just, and that's like, pretty balanced, actually. Yeah, I like it because a lot. Because then it makes the target the vehicle to remove the haste. Yep.
0: It's so fun. It's so fun looking at these. Like, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. this hey, it's, way too it's strong. It's also something,
1: like, if there's not something you want, you can mm-hmm. make it. Uh, you know, we talked about this in the D&D episode. There's not a class?
2: Make, make a it. class.
1: Make a race. Make a I mean, you can get that
2: for a lot of games. Like, yep. the, in uh, Pandemic. If there's not a mechanic you want to see in a player, mm-hmm. you can make a balanced player that does that mechanic. Yep. And um then, like from there just yeah as just, long as it balances. And then you
1: just tweak it, right? Like uh, that was the thing was when I first introduced the the, the pencil paper mm-hmm. game and the extra ships, I'm like, Oh, some ships are really powerful. Yeah. So I gave a point system, like, so it's like, hey, you can just stack up on Yeah, it's like point by. Yeah, it's like, oh, you have 10 points, but you can't just buy, you know, the best of them. You have to Mm -hmm. think, oh, it's like, well, three here. You can't have like
2: five dreadnoughts. You have to, you can only pick one and then you lose other stuff. Yeah.
1: And if you pick, like Mm -hmm. too expensive a thing, that means you're not allowed to fill out your full five. It's like, I took three ships because,
2: you know. There's a fine line between playability and balance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, like you said expansions and stuff that are balanced like yeah. they could be in the game. Like I've played this game so much. I love it. Let's keep playing, but let's add to it. Yeah. I think that's um, a great thing. one to of the do. things
0: I've wanted to do that I haven't done yet. But uh, I want to make another expansion to the Minecraft, the Minecraft board, board game board because, game. because oh, yeah. the Minecraft oh, yeah. board game is officially un unsupported now. Yeah, right? you can just been...
2: buy those little wooden blocks from like Michaels and paint them red and yep. black and
0: yep, so we'll have Netheract, obsidian, mm. Uh, Soul Stone, or Soul Sand, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can have it be like Nether Fortresses, Piglin
1: House, stuff like that. And that's that's so easy to incorporate. usually. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to have it after the base game. So you go through the three rounds of the base game, and then you unlock the nether portal and then you go into a sub game like a little mini uh, and then after that you unlock the end no then you unlock you the yeah you go into the end and then you go into the aether by <laughs> finding the glowstone yeah. she, oh it's big sad we've well,
1: been here for 3 hours um but <laughs> well, the no i like it's not over
2: it's just one of those
0: things where like i really like the minecraft board game and now that i've heard cuz i was holding out hope we would get more expansions for it Yeah. now that i've heard it's officially not supported it's, anymore you, they've dropped um, it Yeah, that I think it's it's Ravensburger, the the,
1: the people, the Loricona people. Yeah, Yeah. so they're moving away from it (laughs) uh,
0: because the the Villager expansion did not sell well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the problem is that people already owned the game and then forgot about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, which stinks because the Villager expansion is the best way to play. Yeah, it's it's great.
0: Um, but I think that (sighs) I think it's a good place to end. Mm -hmm. Really, um. You know, always just remember that, like I said, if you
2: have something you like, like it, go mm. ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can keep it balanced. You can keep it fun. Um, but with it's... 3D printing technology, like any piece you can imagine, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a file out there somewhere, and someone on the internet who will print it for fairly cheap. And uh, 3D printers themselves are starting to become yeah. Really so affordable. even if you don't own one, or you don't have a friend who owns one. Which I feel like is kind of hard in today's age. You probably know someone who owns one. Your school might you, have yeah, one. Yeah, you can go on the internet and just like, hey, will someone 3D print this for me? And oh, you can. Yeah, pennies um, to the dollar and
1: as for like the setting up your rules and I, There's tons of, like,
0: yeah, there, there are w- templates. There templates. are games yeah. out there that do it. You won't know something's good until you play test it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid. Like, don't try to make the world's best game. Yeah, yeah. you're play
2: building test. your own training card game do that but well, take pokemon's mana cards and use them in yours and change the rules it's like that's that thing i
1: always do it uh when we play the cube i ask for feedback afterwards mm-hmm. right and that's the thing is always ask for feedback it's like hey we're playing this here's this thing i made tell me what you liked what you didn't like what worked what didn't work
2: you know and i mean the most important thing is to to have fun um, it, it, yeah that's the... gaming as we've been over is an expensive hobby but it doesn't have to be you can make yeah. your own games.
0: With flashcards. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can make your own game pieces. Yeah. I mean, the, the age of the internet, there's something out yeah. there that will help you. Yeah. Don't be afraid to mess up too.
1: Some, oh, yeah. Sometimes a design will not work out, and that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how many renditions of everyone's genre I had to go through? Probably <laughs> quite a few. Uh, there's uh, a, I think at least three complete yep. fundamental rebuilds. Yep. There's uh, way. Anyway. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, yeah. I think i think I like to end it on this note. All the games that you play and love someone had to start making them at some point. So if you have an idea, make it because it could be like, it could be the next game. Yep. All right. It's looking like a good spot to wrap up. Uh, So thank you all for joining us on this mini series journey into the realm of homebrew.
0: Be sure to catch us next week where we plan to talk about the best two player games.